This is the Alchemy of Art Podcast, Episode 79, Massage and Life, an interview with Jen Barron. Our quote of the day was said by John Ruskin. He wrote, when love and skill work together, expect a masterpiece. Hello, everyone. The purpose of this podcast is to explore creative ways to transform our lives. Alchemy is the study of changing materials from one thing into another, and we all do this every day. Whether you are a painter, a sculptor, a baker, or a gardener, every choice you make is transforming our world. On this podcast, we explore ways we can change both our physical and spiritual selves for the better. On this podcast, we hunt for the wise balance between accepting what is and taking empowered action. I am an artist. I sign my paintings with the name Vita. I teach online creativity classes and have written a few books, including The Alchemy of Painting, Developing Your Style and Purpose, and my new book that was recorded for Audible, Start Selling Your Art, a guide for starting a professional art business. When this podcast was first started, it was to share just stories about artists that morphed into artist interviews, and now I've expanded our topics of discussion to include ways that everyone can harness their creative energy. You can find out more about me, sign up for my newsletter on my website, studioalchemy.art. And now for our topic of the day, which is my interview with Jen Barron. Jen Barron is a certified life coach and a licensed massage therapist. Her coaching practice is international via Zoom, and her massage practice is here in Indianapolis, Indiana. She has a wonderful podcast called Reset Your Mindset, which I think is very uplifting and funny, and uh, she's sharing small and big moments of her life in ways that are inspiring um, to the listener. So I highly recommend it. Look for Jen's podcast, Reset Your Mindset. Jen believes that to find a lasting solution to any problem, you have to get to the root cause of it, and it's easier than you think with the right tools. Jen is married to an amazing teacher, and they have two black Labrador retrievers, Georgia and Carolina. She loves putting puzzles together, pizza, and Zootopia is her favorite movie. And you can find out more about Jen at jenbaron.com. That's J-E-N-N-B-A-R-O-N. I've known Jen for, gosh, I don't know, maybe it's eight or nine, maybe ten years now. <laughs> um One of the things I do when I have a big creative project, you know, maybe it's writing one of my books. I just started a book that's on symbolism. And when I am done with this big, huge project, I will then go and reward myself by getting a massage with Jen. And um, it certainly works for me to have... uh, rewards for big projects because you know we when we have big creative things we love doing them right we wouldn't do them if we didn't but um sometimes it can be you know there's a lot of hurdles a lot of tasks for a 
big project and it just helps me to have some sort of a reward. You know, maybe it would be, oh, I'm going to go on vacation once this is all done. Um, but I joke with Jen, I tell her, Jen, you're my carrot on the stick. <laughs> once I get done with this big thing, then I get to go and have a professional massage with Jen and she's so good at it. She's so good at it that I thought, let's have her in and talk about how she's does her life coaching and ha- how that has creative components to it. And massage, you know, massage is different for every person um, with every client. And how does she creatively work through her jobs? So without further ado, here is my interview with Jen Barron. Well, Jen Barron, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on and speaking with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Addie. It was a real honor to be asked, and I love to be considered in uh, amongst other artists. So I love it. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem. The pleasure is all mine. Well, my first question for you, my dear, is tell us about your businesses. You know, you you do massage therapy and you do coaching. How long have you been in business? I have been a practicing massage therapist um, for 26 years, which is hard to even say out loud because I don't feel old enough to be having done it that long, but I have. And when I was deciding what I wanted to do, the bottom line was I wanted to help people. I wanted to do something that I knew would have a positive impact on them. And at first I thought that would be something along the lines of nursing Um, or maybe something in veterinary medicine, helping their animals, but the science was just not my strong suit. So I took a break and, and kind of stumbled into massage therapy. I knew I enjoyed receiving massages, but I didn't know if I would enjoy giving massages, but turns out I absolutely loved it. It was very calming to me. And I could help someone with an issue that they were having or just allow them to get some rest and relaxation to kind of just take a break from their life and recharge. And and it was just really, really satisfying. And so so I got my basic massage therapy certificate. And then I also studied Reiki and cranial sacral therapy uh, just because I wanted to have a couple other tools in my tool belt. Um, I didn't want it to be a one size fits all. And so I've really enjoyed having uh, a couple different things available depending on what a client presents with. Um, and in the back of my mind, I knew that it wasn't going to be something that I would do forever. Um, usually a therapist career, I think on average is about eight years. So I've really been, I've been very grateful that I've been able to do it this long. Um, but, uh, I take care of myself and I don't overwork myself. Um, and so, but what I really wanted to do and what I love to do is get down to the core issue 
you know, okay, yes, your shoulder hurts, but is it because of how you're sleeping? Is it because you're carrying a big, heavy purse? Is it, you know, what is it that's causing that? And so when I was thinking about what I kind of wanted to do next in my professional career, um, I had always loved self-development and kind of anything that falls under that umbrella. And I had heard about life coaching, but I wasn't sure exactly what that meant, what that looked like. And as I did some research, I really loved being able to uh, find a similar kind of belief in a, a school that worked with getting to the core of things. You know, I'm not the type of life coach that's going to give you a bunch of um, to-do lists or things like that. We're going to get down to how did you get to the place you're at? Where do you want to go instead? And let's do what we need to do to get you there. So it's still very much in the same realm of helping people. Um, and I love it even more because it really empowers people and it shows them that they have a lot more choices than they think. So, and it's been kind of a, a gradual increase in life coaching clients and a bit of a decrease in bodywork clients, but that was kind of the plan all of, you know, the whole time when I got into coaching. So it's been wonderful. It's been even better than I thought. Yeah. Wow. So if, a couple of questions are running around in my mind. I mean, both things, massage therapy and the life coaching, you're helping people in a way where you're reacting and changing how you're helping them as you are working with them, right? So I see a connection yeah. there between the two. And, and, you know, of course, one is very physical. The other might be more mental and, um, you know, future action oriented. But maybe you can speak to that response, that creative response and how you change what you're doing according to other people and their situations. Oh, I love that. That's a really great awareness, Addie. And, and it's totally spot on um, because a massage therapy client might come to me and say, you know, my shoulders are so tight. And but when I get in there, yes, their shoulders are tight, but man, their neck is really tight as well. And they didn't even realize it. And so, you know, I may change a little bit what I do. I might make different suggestions to them or have other questions for them to kind of help them realize how what they're doing might be contributing to that. And the same thing definitely would apply to coaching because someone might come to me and say, hey, I would really love to work on, um, you know, this 15 pounds of, of weight that I've gained during the pandemic. And I can definitely do that. And we're going to look at how it got there. You know, I'm not just going to say eat this or go do this exercise, but what, what, kind of got that result for you. So it's it's really the flexibility of, of taking in what they say and also seeing and reading between the lines and, and asking more questions. I'm a 
big question asker um, to get clarity, to help with, to help them get awareness and to help me understand something even more. So um, it's kind of like we'll have a plan and then we'll take, you know, we'll act on that plan, but then we're going to reassess and then we're going to go from there too. So it's never, nothing's ever written in stone. It's like constantly assessing and tweaking, assessing and tweaking. And isn't that what life's all about? (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so funny. Um, I noticed that, because I I get your newsletter, right? And I think that it was right after the pandemic started and hit us all and we all had to react and, and, you know, from that curveball. We're throwing the curveball and we have to react. And I think it was right after that that you started doing your life coaching training and, and got into that and really started it. I'm curious if that had been in the back of your mind for a while and then you said, okay, here's my opportunity to do that training and to get into it. Or how did, how did COVID and all that stuff affect your overall business? You know, um, all of my life coaching is done via Zoom. And so, and that was the plan the whole time. And I had started life coach certification the fall before we had even heard about COVID. Um, It was, I think, October of 2019 when I had decided that I wanted to do it. I learned about life coaching and I had seen so many great results and, you know, walked my talk that I'm like, I have got to share this information and I have got to help other people or be available to help other people that want similar kinds of transformations that I've had in my life. And so that was already in the works. And I didn't know anybody that did life coaching in person. So it was almost like that wasn't even going to be an option. Plus, I wanted the flexibility of being able to, you know, say we want to go to the beach for a month. You know, I didn't want to be tied to a location in order to work. And so, um, so that was really, you know, kind of in the back of my mind. And so then I get my certification and then start working with clients. And then right about that same kind of time, my massage therapy practice is shut down for 10 weeks um, just because of our state regulations and stuff. And, um, and so, yeah, there were some freak out moments and I was really grateful um, for two things. I was grateful that I had the coaching tools to use with myself. And I was also, well, three things. So grateful for that. Grateful for my wife's uh, financial stability of being a teacher. So her income wasn't going to change. And I was able to get unemployment. So there were really quite a few things working in my favor. But the most important one where I had those tools that I could use with myself when I I didn't like how I was feeling or I didn't like the thoughts that I was having. So, oh, um, so it was, it was a really tiny, you know, impact that my massage therapy component had. Um, and then, you know, 10 weeks later, we were able to get back into it with, you know, 
certain precautions and stuff. So, um, so I'm glad that it was, it was short and that I had tools to get myself through it pretty easily. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Well, that's perfect timing for you. I didn't realize that's wonderful. Um, so, and you've been in business for so long. What lessons have you learned working as a small business owner over the years? You know, I mean, if there's anybody out there who maybe imagine that one of our listeners is new to small business, new to being an artisan in, in any sort of a way, what um, lessons have you learned that might help them? That is such a great question. And no matter how long someone has been in business or really whatever it is that their business is, one of the biggest things I can really try to plant the seed and remind myself and remind my clients is to be true to yourself. The way that you create um, a, a business, whether it's art or anything else, is listen to yourself. People can give you advice. They can tell you what worked for them, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And so take in what they say, learn from other people's, um, learn from other people's journey, but really make it your own. No one's path following their path is going to mean that you're going to be successful and you're going to actually like wind up shooting yourself more in the foot. If you try to do it the way somebody else did it, the more you can be authentic to yourself in every way, the better it's going to be. So, and also that kind of leads into the other thing, and that is um, trusting yourself and, and keep things as lean as possible, meaning you don't have to go hire somebody to do your social media, or you don't have to have this really expensive easel to, you know, in order to create great, beautiful art. You know, think about the why behind a decision that you're making. Why do you think you need to go hire somebody to do your social media? Why do you think you need to get a bunch of new brushes or a bun, you know, a new easel? Not that you can't do those things, but if you're doing those things from a place of this is going to make it better. This is going to make me feel better. This is going to make me more successful sooner. That isn't going to serve you because it's you're not going to get the result that you want because it's not about the new easel. It's not about someone else being in charge of your social media. It's it's about just knowing where that decision is coming from and really just being willing to try it and see what happens. And then one other thing I will say, we can really get into a lot of scarcity and feel a lot of fear when we're changing a business, growing a business, pivoting or whatever it is. And when we're in that space, it can be, we can feel like we have to get serious about it or, you know, I got to go get a different job or, you know, something along that line, you know, you got to button up or get more professional about it. And I encourage my clients and remind myself, have more fun, have more fun with it. 
It allows our brains to be more creative, to be looser, to just allow things to kind of float in and out instead of feeling like we have to have a death grip on something and hold on (laughs) tight to something, you know, because we're scared. But the more we can remind ourselves that we're okay and that we can do this and to have more fun, you really will enjoy the process more and you'll get to where you want to be quicker than if you try to be all buttoned up and super professional about it. And, you know, this is what an artist quote unquote should be. Um, So, yeah. I probably have, but those are kind of the top ones, Addie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, right on. Yeah. It's yes. And I like what you said too about pivoting and because um, I think any small business owner, no matter what type you, you have to adapt and pivot and be flexible both reacting to your own needs and your clients needs. Um, And that can be, in the small moments, those moments when you're on the massage table and you're reacting to what what muscle needs to be uh, worked out, and and others are are bigger picture things. But um, but yeah, there's definitely a need for flexibility and to notice when maybe we need to pivot and and slightly change direction or maybe big change direction. But it's always morphing and changing. A, a yes. business is. Um, it's, it's a live thing, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think it's important for us to remember that if we do decide to change or some change or pivot something, nothing's gone wrong. You know, a lot yeah. of times people will keep doing something be, just because they've done it for so long, rather than it's the best thing to do. Well, I've spent so many years doing this. Yeah, but that's not a good enough reason to continue to do it if it's not serving you. So just reminding yourself that nothing's gone wrong. You're just going to make this change and that's okay. You probably learned a lot in those years or a lot in those experiences, but staying in a place or doing something that isn't serving you, you're going to wind up slowing your success and progress. And if you're just like, okay, I just decided to do this instead. So let's do this and let's go. Yes. Ah, right on. Yay. I quite agree. So I, I'm, I'm always curious when you are at the massage table Yes. and you're reacting and you're in the flow of things, what are you thinking about? Are you daydreaming? Are you, is your your body just responding to what's there and in an intuitive way where it's just because you've done it so long it's like you just know what to do and you're in the flow um or are you really strategizing your next move where's your mind at when you're doing that oh that's such a fun question um you know because i have a human brain like everyone else they they ebb and they flow you know someone years ago said, you know, when, when meditation became more popular in the United States that, oh, just quiet your brain, just shut your brain off. Well, if we shut our brain off, we will die. And so our (laughs) brain is meant to stay on, you know, it really, really is. And so sometimes I'm thinking about my to-do list. Sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, there is really a knot in that shoulder. And so I'll bring my attention back to that and work on that. Um, 
Sometimes I'm practicing uh, a new thought that I'm working on, um, believing, you know, doing my own self-coaching. So it's kind of a little bit of, of everything and just kind of allowing my brain to be open and for it to go where it's going to go. Um, so it's just, a, it's a little bit of every, a little bit of everything and just kind of allowing it to, to do its thing. And, you know, after 26 years, there is a lot of my own muscle memory, um, doing the work that I do, but that's not to say that, you know, because every body, every body, is different. And, and I appreciate that. So it's kind of a a little bit of, I'm going with my own flow that I've created having done this for so long. And um, I'm closely paying attention to what's going on. And my brain is going to be a normal human brain. So it's, you know, going in different directions as well. So it's a, it's a potpourri, Addie. It's a potpourri. A fusion, if you will. Fusion is my yes. word of the week. I get to keep yes. <laughs> I love that. Oh, cool. Okay, great. So uh, my last question for you is that I'm writing a book on symbols right now. Yes. And so I'm hip deep in symbols, thinking about them all the time. And I love hearing about what images are important to people and why? So what is your favorite symbol, Jen, and what does it represent to you? I I looked over our questions or your questions before because I really, I wanted to be prepared. And sure. the thing that has really been impactful or important to me for many, many years, and that is a butterfly. My okay. mom was a huge lover of monarch butterflies. And, and so, and she passed away in 2004 and, and so a butterfly is just, it, it represents her for me. And I also love the beauty of the transformation. So you have this adorable little caterpillar doing its thing, looking all fuzzy and fluffy and stuff. And then it goes through this very sometimes messy gooey process, you know, and then it comes out this other side completely different. And so I love the visualization that I have with that butterfly transformation because, you know, we are raised and we grow up a certain way. And then most of us have some kind, you know, sometimes they're just little transformations, a bunch of things. Other times it's a big huge life exploding kind of traumatic transformation, you know, and, and then on the other side, hopefully, there is wisdom and um, perspective change. And just you're able to get some, some good nuggets out of it. And so I love the the process of what a butterfly goes through. And I think we all are, this may sound really cheesy, but we're, we're a butterfly in our own lives. You know, we all have those each those different stages. And, you know, I I'm honored to be included in those different stages with clients, whether it's bodywork clients, 
or coaching clients. And, and I, I think that, you know, that transformation is what so many of us are after, whether you're coming in for a massage and people want to get their shoulders out of their ears and more relaxed, or if they want a transformation of their trying to be less of a people pleaser or, you know, less of a perfectionist. And so they want that kind of transformation. Um, so I, I would definitely pick the image of a butterfly um, idea, you know, my uh, monarch, especially. Um, and I just love the beauty and symbolism behind it. So that would be my Addie. Oh, awesome. That's great. Yeah. And this year I've had a lot of monarch butterflies in my yard, Oh, and, yay! And, and, which is great. I mean, I've always been a big gardener and I always have lots of flowers, but, but we've got um, the milkweed growing in numerous oh, places in my neighborhood. I've been trying to get it in my yard and it's, I've tried it a couple of times and it keeps not sticking, but we're going to get it one of these days. But um, I do have something that's called a milkweed vine, which they also can Ooh. put there chrysalis on which is a um, teeny little native plant that can go on different perennial flowers so that's um, something I do have but I don't know I know they prefer the milkweed anyway sorry to geek out on the gardening stuff but um, but yeah it's, it's so exciting to see them and Yesterday, yes. I saw two that were dancing around each other. Oh, I love that. Yes, yes. I think yeah. the other thing that butterflies remind me of is to just keep things light. You know, they're uh, just yes. such delicate little creatures, you know, doing their thing and just to, you know, be light and lighthearted about things. And, and I love that you, I love your gardening and I love the fact that you're, you know, working to create a habitat for them. So that's just, that's just awesome. I, I appreciate that about you. Oh, well, thanks, Jen. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with us. And um, it's a, uh, always a pleasure to see you. And uh, when I've gotten massages from you, it's absolutely fabulous and transformative. Yes. <laughs> in the best sort of a way. So thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And it's always a pleasure to see you. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. This concludes the Alchemy of Art podcast. May these thoughts and stories comfort and heal your spirit. May you be filled with inspiration. May you be like the lotus flower and build your home in the muddy water. May you find your voice.